Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dating and relationship advice. And the continuation of trying to find ourselves and the at least more of a perfect match for you, for me. <laughs> for <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. What are you laughing at? Okay. Um Oh, I wanted to um I wanted to ask you something. Okay. You know, I had a relationship where <laughs> well, let me ask to you this way. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about plastic surgery? What about it specifically? There's all kinds of plastic surgery. I mean, there's a nose job, there's liposuction, there's tummy tucks, there's breast augmentation. I mean, what specifically are you... What opinion about what? I don't know. Would you be into any plastic surgery? Yeah. I was actually looking it up earlier today. Um I look I'm I'm in favor of whatever makes somebody feel confident about themselves you know and if you want to have surgery to you know to help with your self-esteem I don't think there's anything wrong with that I think people have lots of opinions about it um, especially when it comes to breast augmentation if a woman has a boob job that typically tends to be something that people comment on more negatively than if somebody has, like, liposuction or, like, a tummy tuck or something like that. Yeah, because I kind of have an issue with, um, that's not necessarily a bad issue with the people who have plastic surgery. I dated somebody, I don't know if you would call it a date. Mm. Well, yeah, I'll call it a date. Okay. Where, you know, she had a great body and everything, and her whole body was done by... A doctor, plastic surgery. Sure. And, uh, you know, she had her boobs done and everything else. And, you know, I've never been with somebody who had plastic surgery. Yeah. 
so her I have. So I, I've been with her. Okay. And she took off her shirt, and she had, instead of nipples, she had tattoos. Okay. And she couldn't feel anything. Wait, did she have breast implants, or did she have a mastectomy? Like, did she have boobs, or did she have no boobs? No, she had boobs. Oh, okay. She just wanted them to be bigger. Oh, because some people, some people, when they have breast cancer, will have their breasts removed, and then sometimes they get tattoos over where their breasts used to be. Oh. Just to feel more beautiful. So I didn't know if that's what you were talking about. No, her breasts were, were definitely bigger than what oh. they were. And um, I guess they got rid of her nipple. Okay. And, you know, you, you touch it and you it, it just feels weird. It almost feels more grainy. It doesn't, it doesn't feel natural. And for me, one of the um, um, sexual buttons or the yeah. pleasure points is the nipple. Okay. And so she and doesn't she have a... And she didn't have a nipple. No, she didn't have a... She had a tattoo. Yeah. Okay. In place of the nipple. Sure. Where the nipple should be. Mm-hmm. So that's almost... I don't know. That's almost like something I would be interested in. Because if I can't pleasure you in, in the many different ways, then isn't that a... Uh, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just weird. I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't know. I mean, people do things to their bodies all the time to hide imperfections or to enhance parts of themselves that aren't natural. Um, it's just I don't know. I think it's up to the individual person. If you don't like that, look, I had somebody that I dated tell me that they didn't like my tattoos and that I should get them removed. Well, I'm not going to date that person because I like my tattoos. I think they're beautiful. I'm very proud of my my artwork. I think it's an expression of myself. If they don't like it, don't date me. You know, I mean, I just, you know, so when it comes to somebody's physical appearance, I think do whatever you want to do that makes you, if that makes you feel confident and beautiful, go for it. But if somebody has a problem with something that you've done to yourself, to make yourself feel more confident, then that's their issue, not yours. Yeah, but you're almost, um, you know, you're removing some, some pleasure areas for more confidence. So is that it's a... her choice? If you don't like it, don't date her. <laughs> I mean, well, like, what if somebody, what if somebody had a foot fetish and you can't feel one of your feet? Is that their problem? Like, no, you know, they just yeah, won't date problem. you. <laughs> yeah, they better date. You. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, everybody does, everybody has, everybody has areas of insecurity, and they, they, sometimes they, I mean, not everybody, I'm, I'm it's sure. It's not an insecurity, it's just like, you know, I wanted to give more pleasure, and it's impossible, because she's. It is an insecurity. She want, She felt her boobs were too small, and she wanted bigger boobs. No, I thought you were referring to, you know, it's my problem, don't date her, if she oh. doesn't have the. Well, yeah. If, yeah. If if you don't like that about her, then 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 don't. I mean, if it's not something that you like, then I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something that a guy might have that I wouldn't like. Um, like, what if I had breast implants? I, w- I wouldn't date you. <laughs> I wouldn't date you. Why not? Because I don't. I'm not attracted to boobs. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't have boobs. You know. I mean. Um, no, I mean, I just think that I no, I don't have a problem with women that have breast implants. I think if they if that makes them feel confident and beautiful, 
then do that. I mean, yeah. there are, and there are risks to every kind of surgery or whatever, but I know men that do things to their bodies to make themselves look better. And, you know, and, you know, so they wouldn't date somebody that didn't accept that about them, you know, and I think it's the same thing. You know, you accept people for who they are, despite the modifications that they might do to themselves to make themselves more confident, you know? Yeah, but it seems like people are just visual people. Like, you go on Tinder and you're just swiping because of the way they That's look. That's probably why she had and her boobs done. Most of them don't even read the profiles. Well, I, well, not... Yeah, it depends on what you're looking for. Which I know we had that conversation before. But, um, no, I mean, I don't... I don't have anything against people that have plastic surgery and, you know, and I don't judge people for the things that they do to themselves. I mean, I think I've seen some of those documentaries where people have a, a problem with it or yeah. whatever, but I mean, hell, my mom had gastric bypass surgery to lose weight. You know, and some people think, oh, that's cheating. That's, you're not doing it. You know, you're not, you know, that's a, that's a cop out or whatever. Well, she did what she had to do, you know? I yeah. mean, so I just believe in not judging people. And it I worked just, for her? Yeah, it did. She lost 100 pounds with gastric bypass surgery. She gained some of it back, um, but she went, God, I mean, she was over 300 pounds when she had gastric bypass surgery, and she's um, she's under 200 now, as far as I know. Wow, that's good. Yeah, and she's kept it off. I mean, she had that surgery when I was in my 20s, and so that was 20 years ago, and she's kept most of the weight off. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's really good. So, I mean, some people may say, well, she just needs a diet and exercise. Well, that didn't work for her. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I mean, I've thought about having liposuction. I was actually, and I and I, I think about it sometimes because I wonder, what would I say to my daughter? Like, if my daughter was unhappy with her body, what would I tell her? You know, would I say you're just, so, and actually, it was kind of the reverse. So, I was actually, it's funny you bring this up. I don't, I don't know how this, this is very um, it seems very random. So the fact that it, so, because I was looking at, um, liposuction versus a tummy tuck because I've mm -hmm. always been self-conscious about my stomach. Um, he's not peeing. <laughs> uh, just kidding. <laughs> so, um, but I don't like my stomach. Um, I've always had like a little bit of a pooch and, um, you know, and it would be nice to have a sort of a flatter stomach. And so I was just looking at stuff. And my daughter's sitting next to me. She's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, I'm just looking at real self and, like, looking at liposuction. She's like, what is that? I'm like, well, and so I was watching videos on it. And she's like, she goes, mommy, don't you dare. She goes, you no. are perfect just the way you are. She goes, I love you just the way you are. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. And so I shut it off. And I didn't look at it anymore. And it made me question, like, what's more important? You know, my daughter being able to cuddle with me and feel my tiny chubby belly, you know, or to have a flat stomach that looks great in a bikini. Yeah, but you're also taking away your uniqueness. <clears throat> my tummy pooch is unique? <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's a part of you. And, it is. And the un unique parts of you, I mean, you're not like everybody else. No, but I wouldn't say that's something that I like about myself. I mean... But that might make um, you a little bit more attractive because you're not, you know, you're not the Barbie. I mean, you know. I don't know. I just, I don't, it's not so much about, it's not so much about what other people look at. It's when I look in the mirror 
and what do I see and what would make me feel beautiful you know and it doesn't make me feel beautiful it makes me feel a little bit self-conscious you know and it's not really because of I'm believe me I've had people tell me that they like it you know but even then I'm still like I don't know I just doesn't make me feel good but I'm not going to do anything about it because I don't know I, I want to set a good example for my daughter and I want her to love herself the way that she is and and I wouldn't want her to do that you know so yeah but what if she's self-conscious and she she wants to fix herself like that lady who had the breast implants she also wanted a butt implant and I'm like well does that mean you're not going to feel your butt well <laughs> I don't I think it's just weighing the risks I think it's weighing the risks you know there's pros and cons to everything so I don't know yeah, I think there are pros and cons to everything. Yeah, because I've, I've seen all kinds of things. Like um, some people insert uh, uh, plastic into their skin to make their skin look uh, scaly or um, spikes coming out of their their hands or their elbows. You've actually seen this or is some of these on the internet? No, I've seen these. Oh. I mean, you go downtown. Where are you going? <laughs> I don't see stuff like that. Not where I work. Yeah. Oh, no, you hang out at um, in Coventry. Mm. Um, a lot of the so-called alternative people hang out there mm. with the, you know, the musicians and the yeah. uh, people with the different hair colors and the, yeah. the people with the earrings that, um, that have circles that expand their earlobes. Mm. I mean, there's all kinds. I just, I mean, I find, I find things like that, people, you know, doing things to their bodies, tattoos, hair color, piercings. You know, you know, it's all it's all a form of self-expression. It's all in an in an attempt to make yourself feel beautiful, or to identify yourself with a certain group or something. You know, um, and I think it's all good. You know, and you know, um, and you date people that you feel comfortable. Look, I've and I my ex-husband didn't like tattoos, and I told him that I had two when we got married and he wasn't too thrilled about it but it wasn't like a deal breaker for him but he would have preferred to not date somebody with a tattoo so it's not like you can pick out the girls like oh i want that one right there well no you just say your preferences (laughs) i mean you just say your preferences i mean so you know if you want somebody like well look to her if she was i mean she obviously was fine with having breast implants and not feeling her like not having sensation in her nipples it's pleasurable to you, you know, like, you're saying that it, like, it's, was because there was no nipple that you were, like, no, turned off, or? No, it's just pleasurable to see her like what, I, what I'm what i doing. Well, there, I'm sure her. there are plenty of other things you could have done to her that were pleasurable, but that must not have been one that she cared about. I mean, every woman, so let's, I, I wanted to talk a little bit about misconceptions about sex between men and women, and what women like, and what men like, and... Some of some things that you've heard and some things that I've heard that, you know, I'm curious to know if it's true or not. Because, you know, look, some women like certain things and other women don't. I mean, she obviously right. had no problem with not having sensitivity in her nipples, that having bigger boobs was more important to her. Um, but, you know, I think there's, I don't know. Um, when some people are more sensitive in the nipples and some aren't. Yeah. It all, it all depends. And I would say it even depends on the time of the month. 
there are definitely times during the month where that is more you're more sensitive in that way and there are times when you're not there are times when you're I mean women's bodies go through cycles and so it just it varies um, but what what women like it also varies you know some women and sometimes it varies for the same woman <laughs> depending on their partner and depending on what mood they're in you know there's a lot to it um, but uh, I was asked a while back uh, and the topic came up and it was like men the only reason why men have sex with women is just to get off and that having sex with a woman is is no different than jerking off and that when a man has an orgasm that his brain immediately shifts to something else like if he's fulfilled and I've heard this from multiple sources not just the person I was talking to and so and I just kept thinking like because they're there they assumed that with me that the reason I was dating people was for sexual pleasure but that is the <laughs> kind of the last thing that I'm looking for on the list of things that I'm yeah. looking for. Um, will I be with someone that cannot fulfill me sexually? No. I don't want... It, but that is not the most important thing. It is important, but it's not the most important thing to me. Right. I mean, you could have a giant dick. And if you're a, an asshole, the relationship will go nowhere. <laughs> yeah. So, I was, so I'm curious about your... Your perception, and you're slightly different too. So, you know, I, I know that that's slightly different for you, but I would say, like, in your experience, just knowing men, you know, is is that true? Is is sex for a man diff is the same as just whacking off? Not exactly. It's almost like getting a more of a high. Instead of using your hand, it's more of a high to. Uh, have somebody else do it. You know, it, it's more of a um, you get off harder, so to say. And and there's, it's almost like there's different levels. Okay. You know, like um, if you if you um, do it from behind all the time, you get tired of it, and it becomes boring. So you try something else. You try it sideways, and then it gets more exciting. Or mm -hmm. you try it, um, or you try bondage, and then it. it you know, it gives you more of. Um, is it a, is it because it's a visual thing, like? No, I mean, it's, it's almost like um, it's hard to explain because when um, when I was younger, you know, it, it's almost like an urge. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, 
Our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Where you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Or else you're going to get too anxious. You know, your heart starts pumping and it, it, it becomes uncomfortable. Hmm. So that, that urge is, um, I don't know, that urge with us is early on. Mm-hmm. So I get the idea where uh, when you the girls were younger, they don't have those kind of urges at all. That's bullshit. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, that's why I said I get the oh, idea. Yeah. No, no, no. I remember the... I, okay, so keep going because I'm, I want you to keep going because... So at the different levels. Yeah, because the urges were unbearable. So we wanted to, we needed something. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after a while, it, it's almost like, you know, if you if you do it one way. So I was saying, if you do it one way all the time, wouldn't you get bored? Yeah, but so do you whack off and would you like masturbate in different ways? Like hold your hand on top and then sometimes under the bottom or like what? Like how could. Yeah, well. Okay. Some people. And so I, I, that's exa- I mean, I'm assuming that jerking off is exactly the same all the time. You're just using no. a different visual. No. Oh, okay. Because you discover yourself. Oh, see. Um, so instead of just using your hand plain, uh, mm-hmm. then some people use lotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people use other things. Um, and then you graduate to maybe some toys. Mm. Men use toys? Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait. Okay, so okay, I've okay, so I've never known a man that has toys. I've known one, but it wasn't a toy for him; it was a toy for his partner. So, like, what toys are you talking about? No, oh, it's like the uh, the pocket pussy. Oh, okay, all right, never mind. I have heard of that. Yeah, okay. I know. You. Yeah, I know. Right, right, right. I know somebody that has one of those. But I would. Well, you know, maybe they have one, and I didn't know about it, so that's possible. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, some men are. Um, um, they get off by uh, sniffing people's underwear. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, or, keep going. Yeah. Or um, maybe some people get off by um, by feet. Well, so, okay. So the point is that that a man... So I always had this misconception. And by this, what this one person was telling me was that an orgasm is an orgasm is an orgasm for a man. And it doesn't matter what it is. And yeah. you're telling me that there are multiple levels that that you can have heightened like a like a more intense orgasm yes. and one that's not as intense. Right. Okay. Same for women. But I would say <laughs> Well see it's harder for us to get multiple orgasms, but uh, it, it seems like it's easier for that well the women. I'm de- not sure. It depends. It depends. It depends. So I will say I so at what age did you would you say that you started having like those feelings? And I wouldn't even say even when or what, just in terms of men in general, do you think, like, at what age do you start to feel, like, the urge to 
um, like touch yourself. Ah, pretty early on. Like, I don't even know how old. I mean, I can only picture my son. Mm-hmm. Um, so back then, he didn't know what um, you know whacking off is. Mm-hmm. But he would try to stretch out his penis or tie it into a knot, or, <laughs> or it's almost like a rubber band to him. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, he's just playing with it. <laughs> well, and the, so I remember. I remember babysitting for my aunt and one of my male cousins. He was probably four. And he was he would go and he would lay on the back of the couch face down and his butt would be like going up and down. Oh yeah. And so I was and I didn't know what to do. I just sat there and I he didn't I don't think he knew what he was doing. It just felt good. But I also know that my his sister would also go into her room when she was in kindergarten and be in there for a while and, like, not want anyone to come in there. So I would say, you know, for girls, we also get those feelings, like, in kindergarten. Now, we don't know what it is. You know, we just know it feels good, you know. Um, (laughs) I'll have a story I'll tell you later, but I'm not putting it on the podcast. (laughs) Tell me now. It's too embarrassing. If this got out, I would be like, I'd get, I don't know, it'd just be bad. But, no, I remember having those, those physical feelings, and I remember having fantasies about things when I was probably 12 or 13 and I had never even seen a man like I just Mm -hmm. knew what the feeling was like so yeah I think men and women I think there's this misconception that women don't become physical or sexual until they're like in high school which is baloney um we have those feelings and we things feel good to us too um but uh but I will say that having the whole multiple orgasm thing, there are very different levels of orgasm for women. And um, the person asked me, you know, what, uh, why are you with these people if it's not about sex? And it's like, well, you know, I like, I like companionship. I like someone mm-hmm. to do things with. I like. So that's a friend. No, it's more than that. It's also physical touch. It's it's intimacy. It's 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 like holding each other and holding hands and like, you know, um, cuddling and just all that stuff. You can, I don't do that with my friends. You know, we don't sit on the couch and cuddle with each other while we watch a movie. I mean, you don't kind of. I mean, <laughs> Kristen. I mean, we would sit on the couch next to each other, but it wasn't like, you know, she's holding me and, like, stroking my hair while we're watching the movie. <laughs> you know, but it's those those types of things. And I want somebody that's phys- physically affectionate with me. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I think there's misconceptions about, about women and and their physical pleasure. And, and a lot of, you know, people, like, there's we just watched this one TikTok where the girl was saying, you know, about about sex and it's like women love sex most women love sex but they have to have a partner where it's good otherwise you don't you know I mean and it's right it can't just be all about the man getting off it's got to be about her pleasure too you know and also and okay so let tell me this one of the things that I know for women is that you have to have you have to be, in order, and I'm not talking about to have sex. Look, it doesn't take any effort at all to open your legs. 
but to feel something, to have an orgasm, you have to be open to the person that you're with, emotionally open. But I don't know if it's the same for men. I don't know if men can just have sex with a woman and feel absolutely nothing for her at all and still get off and be just fine. Yeah, most men can. Yeah. I'm thinking a woman has to be relaxed. Yes. That, that's what it is. You and can't. if they're too tense and they're thinking about too many things, it's right. not going to happen. Exactly. I mean, if you're if you're upset, this is why men and women, like, men want to have sex to, like, make it better. Women can't, I mean, in my experience, especially for me, cannot have sex when they're angry because you're just, you're not open. You're angry and it's not going to make things better. The other thing has to get fixed or talked about for you to feel open to want that to happen or to occur. There's some people that can have some angry sex. (laughs) Okay, so there's a difference between, yes, I would say there can be angry sex, but it's also again, in my experience, kind of playful at the same... Not playful, that's not even the right word. Uh, It's intense on purpose. You know, like, you almost are fighting to get that intensity going Mm -hmm. between each other. Um, That's a little bit different than, like, fucking dickhead didn't take out the trash again. You know, I'm so pissed, like, and he's like, hey, baby, poke, 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 you know, and you're like, get the fuck off me. (laughs) Like, just don't touch me. Yeah. You know, that's a little bit different than just, you know, revving each other up to make sure that the desire is still there. Yeah, and everybody has their triggers. Yeah. Of of what excites them. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of say, you know, if you do something over and over again, you you might get bored of it and you want to graduate to something else. Yeah. But you might be the person that, yeah, I like it this way. I don't know. I think I don't it's um I don't necessarily I mean there are certain things that I would like and certain things, but there are other times where like I don't I don't necessarily feel the need to like, at some point, you're going to run out of stuff. I mean, that's just that's just reality. I mean, there's only so many different positions and so many different ways and so many different toys and techniques. And then it's just, you know, and you're with the same person. So it's like it's the same body. It's the same stuff, you know. But for me, I think the thing that I get most concerned about is not so much the lack of sexual excitement or difference in sex or like it's a getting bored with or the relationship getting stale, you know, and just that lack of, you know, when people stop doing things together, when it just becomes sitting in front of the TV every night. Mm -hmm. That is what, to me, leads to a lack of sexual appetite because there's no excitement in the relationship anymore, not just the bedroom. You know, it's it's a reflection, a lack of sexual um, experimentation or or fervor in the bedroom. I, I see from at least from a woman's perspective as a lack of excitement in the relationship. When things start getting comfortable and people start getting comfortable, and maybe the other person starts taking the other person for granted. You know, that's when things start to get stale. You know, it's not because we didn't get another toy or try a different position. It's because there's no more conversation and there's no more anything. Yeah, there's no more courting. 
No, it's like the courting's no over. Thing. Yeah, there's when the courting is <laughs> over and the dating is done. You know, it's like the expectation is the sex is still good, and that's just not in my experience. That doesn't it, they go together, at least for me. So there has to be excitement on both ends. Um, yeah, that's where I think that there's um, if those people are together and it just gets boring and they're just watching TV. Uh, I'm thinking that they don't have as much in common. Uh, that they can share, they they can have an excitement. Like, you know, I mean, you can go uh, down the street and go to a hotel and have a bunch of, you can have fun. <laughs> yeah, I guess, if that's... I mean, it's it's not like everybody has a hot tub in their uh, no, house, No, no, right? so, so but, but, okay, so I tried that, and I don't know if I, I don't know if I talked about this in another podcast, probably not, but, um... I remember wanting to spice up my relationship, and it, we'd been together for a very long time. And so we didn't have any toys. We didn't do a lot of exciting things, and things had gotten pretty stale. <clears throat> and not that they were great to begin with, but I was definitely feeling more like... More playful? I, no, I was feeling desperate. Like, I hadn't had an orgasm in oh. 10 years. Oh. So I'm like... Well, maybe I'll go, maybe, maybe what we need is some, some, maybe I need to dress up in some lingerie and like get like some sexy dice or something. So I go to the lingerie store. It's not like new scenery? Doesn't matter? No, we were, we went to a hotel. My mom um, watched the kids. We went to a hotel and I had, there was those dice that you roll in it. It tells you like an action plus a body part, like kiss my toe or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so I come out, I come out in this lingerie and I feel disgusting and I feel awkward. Like I just, this is not no, normal for us, you know, but I'm trying, I'm trying, like I am trying to spice up the bed in the bedroom, even though our relationship had gone stale. Mm-hmm. He didn't like to go out. He didn't like to do things with me. But, and like, and the sex was not great. And so I was trying everything I could to, to, to bring some spice into our relationship. <laughs> so we start rolling the dice and come to realize that like, we don't want to do any of these things to each other. Like, it's so awkward. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do it. Like, it's awkward. It's just, and so finally, like, we just... <laughs> After a couple rolls, we both realized, like, this isn't going to work. Like, you know, like, not us, but, like, this scenario, this, like, sexy is stupid. And, like, we should just go do the things that we like doing. He's like, mm-hmm. well, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, we've got the night. Why don't we just go see a movie? So we, I got dressed, and we went to a movie instead. Because it just, it, you know, it wasn't that the sex was, like, it wasn't about the sex. It was that our relationship was boring. Our relationship was boring, hmm. you know. So, um, and it's hard to ha- it's hard to feel hot and sexy with someone that you're bored with, personally, as a person. Yeah, you know. So then, how do you get the excitement back? Be with somebody that you find exciting. Well, you know? so I don't I don't take the easy way out like that. It's like, why wouldn't you go back to um, what you guys used to do uh, when you started dating? (laughs) Okay. Okay. So let's go back. 
<laughs> Let's go back to the beginning of our relationship. Okay, so you have to understand. Okay, so let me let me back up one previous relationship before my marriage. And that was the guy who was married. I talked about him, the one that gas, you know, the gas yeah. light, gliding bombing thing. Oh, okay. Our sexual relationship was amazing. Fire. It was <laughs> fire and passion and I I had never felt anything like it. Now, I I couldn't I still couldn't come because there was always something off. I knew he wasn't being honest with me. And so there was always a part of me that was shut off. I couldn't oh. let myself go because <clears throat> I just knew internally, I, I had instincts. I knew there was something not right. And so I never felt safe in the relationship enough to feel open that way. But I had more experiences with him in the couple of years that I dated him than I had in 10 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. The problem was that now I equated sexual passion and and excitement with lies and deceit and um and heartbreak. Yeah. So I was fine being with someone who wasn't sexually adventurous because I felt like I could trust them. Like he had only been with one other person before me. He had never had a girlfriend. And, you know, I, I found him to be attractive, um, but he wasn't very experienced. And, um, but I was okay with that. I wanted to feel safe. That was my number one priority, um, was to feel safe. And so we didn't, um, that was not something that we, there was no experimentation. There was no passion, even in the beginning. Now I'm, I'm a pretty when I'm with the right person, I'm a pretty passionate, adventurous person. Um, with him, I got rejected too many times for me to feel comfortable. So, like, for example... You mean the 10-year relationship? You yeah. got rejected? Yeah. Oh. Um, so I hope this is not too much TMI, but... So, we were... Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We were dating. We weren't even engaged or anything. And I, But I think I had moved in at that point. 
and I was living in the, uh, his apartment, his one bedroom apartment, and he was there and I got home from work and I, and I was feeling a little, you know, spunky, mm-hmm. you know? So I come out and I'm sitting next to him and I'm cuddled up with him on the couch, you know, and I'm just, I'm so in love. I'm so in love. Like we, we haven't even been together for a year, but I'm just like, I'm so in love with this person. He's so beautiful to me and, you know, and he's so talented and, and I'm just envisioning like a happy life together and I'm feeling very kind of randy and I, I turn over and I'm trying to like, like I put my hand on his leg and then I like kiss his shoulder and he's watching TV, like he's watching a movie and he's not paying any attention to what's <laughs> happening. Okay. So I get on his lap, like I straddle him and he, and proceed to take my shirt off. You know, so I'm bare chested on his lap, sitting in front of him, like, how much more clear could I get? Um, and he looks around me to see what's on TV. Um, it hurt, you know? Yeah. So I got off his lap, I got dressed, and I went to bed. And I, um, but it was, um, he wasn't mean to me, you know, like, he just wasn't interested. So he wouldn't even go outside of his um, comfort zone to, I don't know, play around or no. do something? or No. I mean, the, the only thing we ever did was one time we had sex at his work. And that was like when he was working part-time for this frame store in Solon that went out of business. Um, other than that, like, we didn't dirty talk with each other. There were no toys involved. There was nothing, no... Nothing, no different positions or anything. Like it was just, you know, it was very boring. Um, but that he didn't want anything more than that. He didn't care about my pleasure as a partner. You know, it didn't last very long. So to me, it was like, well, that's okay because I'm safe. And I was happy. We enjoyed doing similar things together in terms of like, we both love to paint, we both love to read. We both love the same kind of music. Um, we both love the same shows. Like, we loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We both loved Harry Potter. You know, so we had a lot in common. Um, and we both had the same sense of humor. Like, we could make, he would, he could make me laugh. And we like, we found the same things funny. Um, but eventually it wasn't enough. No, it wasn't enough. I, I, and but I was I was satisfied for quite a while, and then we got we got we did get married. We had kids, um, but the attention was never there. I never felt physically satisfied, and um, or you never felt like the priority. No, no, not really. I mean, when we were dating, kind of, but even then, it was still like me and his mother were equal. Um, but no, our relationship was not passionate or intense and not even so, at the beginning no that was the beginning when i got on his lap and took my shirt off we'd only been dating for a couple of months like oh i thought that was like a year no i thought that's what you no, said no we no we we got engaged after six months and we got married within the year so like we weren't together that long before we got married but um no it, but again that wasn't what i was looking for i wasn't looking for passion passionate sexual chemistry I was looking for someone who wouldn't lie to me who would keep me safe and somebody who I could spend the rest of my life in safety and predictability with but and I honestly could have probably lived the rest of my life that way 
if I wouldn't have met the person that I met about how many years I had been married at that point? 2007? Yeah, yeah 10 years into my marriage. Yeah, because my mother did that. I mean, she married somebody who was safe. Yeah. She didn't care about sex. She didn't care about anything else. No. And it makes you wonder, who was she with before that that made her feel that way? Oh, I Who made her feel unsafe. Who made her feel that that was the best option. Right? Yeah, there was a lot of men that took advantage. Mm -hmm. I don't regret my marriage. Tyler is a wonderful father. He's, he has a kind heart. Um, he's just not... I need someone that I have feel passion for, somebody that, admi- that I admire, somebody that I respect, um, somebody who is my equal, you know, and somebody who challenges me. Um, so then what triggered that you needed something more after um, all that? I met somebody. I... Uh, Okay, so I remember saying that I was very—I'm not attracted to very many people. Yeah. It, 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 it like there's a specific type of person that I'm attracted to, and I—I I was working, and this um, gentleman had come in. He uh, owned his own company, and he was going to come in and do some work at my current place. And I remember um, it was. It was the first time I had ever seen someone that took my breath away, that I, that I was immediately physically attracted to. And I hadn't felt that way about anybody, like nobody. <laughs> um, but I thought he was like a mindless, you know, whatever, uh, you know, he was a tradesperson. And, you know, so I'm thinking, well... You know, he's probably, he probably loves country music and paintball and fishing and, you know, whatever. You know, so I was like, so in that way, I was like, well, you know, that's a good looking man, you know, but, you know. (laughs) But you see those on TV. They're not accessible. Like, it's not somebody coming into my work that's spending time. And I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's different. Like, seeing somebody that is like. Well, and here's the thing, like, we had a, co- we had a guy that um, worked for um, the copier machine that, uh, company that we had would come in to service our copiers and our printers and stuff. He was a very looking, good-looking guy. His name was Dan. Dark hair, slick back, tall, Italian-looking, very, very nice-looking. But I don't know. There was just something about this man when he came in that I was just attracted to. And I... Um, I caught myself wondering, like, when was he going to come in again? And he was just really nice to talk to. Like, I would, he, he owned his own business, and so we would talk about being a boss or a manager, and I didn't have a whole lot of people to talk to about that. And um, one day he came in, and he was working at, the, at uh, my library, and I was actually talking to his, his coworker, um, the uh, gentleman that he had come in and do some work for him, and I was te- talking about this, telling the story about how I discovered coming into libraries. Mm-hmm. And I look over out of the corner of my eye, and I see him smiling, and my heart sank. Like I just, <sighs> I was incredibly attracted to him. And then, but I thought, you know what? You know, that's great. 
he'll wrap up this thing and he'll be gone and I can go back to my life. And, um, but I had to go there to, uh, um, do something for work and check the progress of this thing he was working on. And, um, so we met there early in the morning. We were the only two people there and he started talking to me and I found out that he was an English major and that he was going to college for English and, um, and he loved to read and, and he was telling me about a paper he wrote and I'm like, this guy is not a mindless idiot tradesperson. Like this man is intelligent and incredibly articulate and passionate. And I started, I started dreaming about him at night. Like I, and that was, I hadn't touched him. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, I, I was in therapy at the time because of my job was very stressful. I was dealing with an employee that was really stressful and I, was in counseling for that because I was, I didn't know what to do. This person was incredibly passive aggressive and stuff. So I come into my therapy session and I'm bawling my eyes out and she's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Like, what is wrong with me? Like I am having fantasies about a man that I, that I barely know. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I'm like fantasizing about him like vividly. And what is wrong with me? And she's like, she's like, wait a minute. You, you've never found anyone ever attractive, like other than this person. I'm like, no, in a decade of marriage, I have never looked at another person this way. I've never fantasized about another person this way. I'm like, and I said, and I'm terrified. I'm terrified that if I keep talking to him and keep seeing him, like, and nothing had happened. I hadn't done anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I wanted to. Like, I wanted to with every fiber of my being. I wanted to just, dis- like... Uh, <laughs> Again, he would probably take advantage of that. If yeah. That was the case. <laughs> Well, I would say it was a mutual taking advantage of, um, but that's how I knew. That's how I knew that I was missing something in my life, that the, a physical, mental connection with someone that I had never experienced before in my life. I had never felt so attracted to someone, and it, yeah, it was, um, and of course, because as I found out, with passion comes heartbreak and destruction. And, you know, and that's exactly what happened again, you know? Well, that's, yeah. It depends. It's got to be the right person. <laughs> but that's, that. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it seems like you're always going to equate the good with the bad. Like, there's extreme good that you want to be close to, and then... You're going to think, okay, well, all these other relationships, there's extreme bad with it. And there doesn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... But, I mean, that was the answer. The the question, anyway, was, you know, how did I know? And that's how I knew. Yeah, I'm surprised all that time you haven't seen somebody that you were, oh, he's cute kind of thing or you you went out with your friends or something like that and say oh uh, this guy's cute well I wasn't I wasn't looking I wasn't really looking I mean but no not really I mean no I wasn't paying attention but there was something about him 
that made me pay attention um, like no one else. Um, and here's the thing. If he would have been like, okay, so there was a, there was a, just recently, like, I, I don't know, like a month ago, two months, two months ago, um, I went to Subway and noticed this very attractive man behind the counter, good looking guy. And I was single. So it was mm. like, I didn't say anything at the time, mm. but my cousin works for Subway and I texted her and I said, Hey who's that cutie that works over at Subway? And she's like, oh, that's so-and-so. And she's and she's like, don't go there. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm not going to do anything. And she's like, just... So um, the next thing I know, she messages me and she gives me his Snapchat handle. And she's like, hey, here's his Snapchat, you know. And she's like, but I'm out of it from this end because she's, she's been there through all of my drama. Oh, yeah. And she's like, she doesn't want it to deal with it anymore. So, so I messaged him or whatever, and we start talking, and um, he is, he's super cute. Um, but then I find out that he does drugs, and he lately likes football, and he's kind of, and he's in his 20s, and I'm just like, yeah. I just, it's not, it, because it's not, so again, it has, there has to be a connection. Like, you can't just be about somebody's cute. It's got to be a connection. Like, I thought that that guy was cute. Um, that, you know, that was doing work for me, but it wasn't until we had the conversation about books and literature and writing that I, I've just like, it was, that was it. I I had no chance, you know, it was just out of control. I don't, I don't think I've ever had that. You've never met someone that you had like this amazing connection with that you were just like, yeah, one person. But that was it. Mm. It's like I've I've come across a lot of people, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just so unique. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I've been told the same that I'm unique, and that there isn't anyone like me. But the <laughs> the the downside is that like like him like me. I don't know. I don't know if like you, but definitely him and I had both felt did not have very good self-esteem. So someone can tell you that you're amazing and you're beautiful and you're attractive and you're smart and you're funny and all these things and you're thinking, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't believe it. You just don't believe it. Um, Because you don't feel that way. You feel worthless. Not Maybe not even worthless. Maybe just, why would anyone want me? I mean, come on. I, I, I... sat on the lap of a man and took my shirt off and he had no reaction and looked at the TV. That that stuff breaks your self-esteem, yeah, you know? Yeah, that would. I mean, that makes you feel like I must be disgusting. Right. But it wasn't me. He sex made him uncomfortable. Intimacy made him uncomfortable. He was not comfortable with being physical with a woman. It had nothing to do with me as a person. There have been plenty of people that have found me attractive and are very happy, you know, with that. And, um, and it, but it's taken me a long time to kind of build back my self-esteem from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. I mean, it, it goes back to high school. I mean, if you haven't gotten that positive reinforcement from anybody, mm-hmm. 
And you know how kids can be. I never got made fun of. And I actually did have a very, a very attractive boyfriend in high school. Yeah, but even if you haven't been made fun of, how many times has somebody said something positive to you? Well, I, I hid because I was too afraid that somebody right. was going to so, say something. So there's negative. there's nothing positive. Yeah. No. And, of course, my mother didn't exactly help my self-esteem either. You know, she was always criticizing my appearance and telling me I was too heavy and stuff like that. But that came back to her own self-esteem. So. Yeah, it was like the same with me. I mean, I, I pass a note to girls that I'm interested in, and they don't say anything. <laughs> so I would pass a note to a boy, and he wouldn't understand what I wrote. <laughs> so, <laughs> like the boy that I... Okay, so I, the... <laughs> There was a boy who sat in front of me in accounting class. His name was Eric. And he, he and he wasn't really my typical type because he had blonde hair. And I'm not usually not attracted to blondes. But um, he had very nice shoulders. Like, he played baseball. He was very fit. And he sat right in front of me. So all during class period, I would stare at this broad-shouldered, muscled, tight T-shirt. You know, with, I mean, he, just the back of his... What is that one? Uh, the back of your head is ridiculous. <laughs> so I don't know it was a TikTok, and so I uh, <laughs> so I wrote him a note and I said, "Do you have a significant other?" And I and I tapped him on the shoulder, his very sexy shoulder, and I gave him the note, and he took it and he took him. Okay, do you have a significant other? It's six words. He read it for about 10 minutes. So finally he turns around and he gives it back to me and he says, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Here, let me recreate this. I know. Uh, 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 what, what, what? I don't get what I is don't this? get it. <laughs> and I, I, and like, I, I am attracted to intelligence. And if you don't understand what that means, I can't date you and I don't find you attractive anymore. Like I had a crush on a boy. I had a crush on a boy. I was in like ninth grade and he was, I think he was in seventh grade, which wouldn't be a big deal now. But like back then it was like really ill, but he was beautiful. He was, he looked like a vampire. He was very pale and he had these beautiful blue eyes and dark curly hair that was to his shoulders. And he was a friend of my, my cousin's. And he would come over all the time, but I never talked to him because I was too, I was very shy, so shy. But I used to fantasize about him all the time. Like I used to, like he, he was so pretty, and I was like really into vampires back then. So I was just imagine him like being a vampire and like coming into my room at night and like biting me on the neck, you know, and stuff and all <laughs> stupid shit. And I wrote a poem called "The Vampire's Bride." You know, it was very. If you haven't seen the movie "Riding in Cars with Boys," you have to watch that movie. That was me in high school. And I wrote this poem to him, and I'm like, like, I'm like, I'm so nervous. Like, what is he going to say? You know, what is he going to say about this poem I wrote? He's going to say, what? I can't read the poem. (laughs) So he called me, he read it, and was embarrassed because everybody else was there reading this poem. And he said, oh, psycho bitch. Uh, So, yeah, but that wasn't even actually, that didn't deter me at all. Because I was like, he was probably just embarrassed. So, you know, I will still keep my secret love to myself, you know. And um, it wasn't until we were alone 
um, we were at my cousin's house and we were outside. And for some reason, my cut, my cousin and her brother, his friend, both went inside. So that left him and I outside together alone. I'm on the picnic table and he's jumping on the trampoline. And he turns to me and he says, and I'm thinking something profound, like, oh, my love, speak, speak, thou shalt speak to me. You know, because I was like Shakespeare and Edgar Allan Poe and all that. Yeah, I was just going to say, oh, that. yeah, he turns to you and talks Shakespeare yeah, and like, then you fall in love. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah. So one time I was out here and I was on acid. And I was like, whoa. The crush was broken. Yeah, like, that's normal guy. Ugh! What is... Just don't say anything. Just let me have my fantasies. You know, like... Um, that's what, like our fantasies. Like we we say, ugh, and then beat you over the head with a bat <laughs> and drag you no, to our bedroom. No, and women are like, you know, that's what, why do you think... Why do you think men have porn and women have romance novels? Because we are not... I mean, I am kind of a visual creature, but I want more of the verbal... I want I want it to be said. I want to hear it. Um, I mean, there's nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, guys have too many urges, hmm. and it becomes met, stupid because the blood runs out of our head the, and the... goes into the other head. <laughs> <laughs> but I have. So I will say one of the things that I the I dated um, someone I refer to as the giant, and um, he can quote Shakespeare. He loves Shakespeare, and he he can quote the 18th sonnet. And it was, I was impressed. Like, it was like, wow, out of all the people I dated, he's not an idiot or a moron. Mm. And, like, despite, you know, like, you know, his job isn't the sexiest job, but he is incredibly intelligent and very well read. Um, And I like that. Yeah, that's good. I like people who are intelligent and that are passionate and... That all comes, filters back into the sexual relationship. But I would say on the flip side, if the sex is bad, you can have, you can have a person who meets all those things, who is intelligent and beautiful and, um, and, uh, and passionate about something in their life and, and honest and good-willed and kind-hearted. Unfortunately, if the sex is bad, you can have all those things and it's just not going to be enough. Well, if the sex is still, well, let me say, <laughs> let me say it like this. Well, for me, anyway. if if you haven't experienced the uh, good sex, then it would probably be good enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, if I never would have met uh, the guy that I met when I was married, I would still be married, and I probably wouldn't even. <laughs> this is where that, there's no comparison. No, there's no yeah. comparison. I wouldn't have had anything to compare it to. Yeah. But I let myself, I got hooked by the passion and the intimacy and the fire and the and the physical attraction to this person. Um, and it was just, it was all there. And then on top of it, it was like... <sighs> it was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and it was intoxicating and it was addictive. Um, yeah. So, um, but if I never would have experienced that, yeah, I'd still be married. Yeah. You would have never known. I never would have known anything else. Now I was lonely. I mean, I was lonely and I was dissatisfied, but I thought there was something wrong with me. I mean, I went to the doctor and asked them, you know, I don't 
like I could go the rest of my life without ever having sex again. Is there something wrong with me? I was in my 30s, you know, in my mid 30s. And I'm like, I would have been happy to go the rest of my life never having sex again. And I would have been fine. I mean, I thought I would be. I mean, I wanted it and I wanted to have desire. It just wasn't there. And I remember the doctor was in, in there with me with her her practicum student or whatever. And she's like, oh, honey. She's like, um, do you have kids? I'm like, yeah, I have two of them. And she's like, how old are they? And I think at the time they were like six and seven or six and eight. And she's like, lots of women feel that way. Like, it's not you, honey. It's just you're tired. And it's like. But I, that wasn't it. I wasn't tired. I wanted to feel desire. I wanted to feel sexual. I just didn't, you know, because it just, I didn't have that kind of relationship with my partner, you know. He didn't make me feel desired, and there was no chemistry, no spark in our relationship. And I don't mean chemistry as in being attracted. I was attracted to him. But it wasn't like, it was never a rip your clothes off kind of, animalistic you know attraction oh yeah, yeah you know it was more of like he kind of looks like david boreanis if i squint real hard <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, okay. you know and you know and it was more comfortable yeah i mean it wasn't exciting to begin with no so. it wasn't exciting so the sex was never going to be exciting so would you, yeah you know but i think that's the thing i get nervous about i get nervous like what if the relationship gets boring does that mean the sex gets boring? And if the sex gets boring, does that mean then what? I mean, I don't know. And it is it the same for men? I mean, what do men want? You know? Like men just want to do it. <laughs> that's what I've been told, apparently. Um But that sucks. I mean, if that's true, that sucks. You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, it's not most well I don't know there's a handful of either side uh, some men you know need a connection some men don't yeah it depends I mean I bet a woman if a woman was with a man who didn't care about connection she could tell you know but I you know he's not love bombing just to get that connection just to get in your pants <laughs> Love bombing for a very long time. Yeah. (laughs) Who said I wasn't love bombing him? Right. I mean, it can go both ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's too many games out there. Yeah. No, and that's just it. It's like, you know, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of, but I think in terms of misconceptions, so to wrap this up, since we've been talking for an hour, misconceptions of women is women do love sex. And we do experience physical and sexual feelings, like in terms of physically, from at a very young age, um, although we don't really know what that's what it is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, um, that it takes a, there has to be, for most women, it takes a, a connection and, and relationship uh, connection to feel open enough to be, to, to have pleasure with your partner. Whereas men, it depends. But for misconceptions for men, all orgasms are not the same, that there are can be in different intense orgasms depending on different factors. Um, even if you're jerking off, that it's not always the same every time. 
Yeah, depending on the turn-ons, depending on what you're watching or yeah. looking at or right. feeling or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it's good. Hopefully everybody learned something. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> you learned that women actually feel that way when they're younger. Well, not the people that I talked to or wanted to have a relationship with or... Not they didn't even care. What about what? When I was younger back then. No, I mean no, I mean like women have like feel sexual feelings like they also masturbate when they're really young. Like it's not just boys. Oh. I okay. didn't know if you you seem to not know that. So No, I knew that. No. You said you didn't know that. No, I mean I knew <laughs> that. No, my experience is different. Oh. Gotcha. Because, you know, I have a sister. Mm-hmm. Your sister's not going to tell you if she masturbated in kindergarten. <laughs> oh, I know. Because <laughs> we were together. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Not in an intimate way, but... No, obviously not. Obviously not. But, yeah. Yeah, because I know what she does, and... Yeah. You know, I know when she masturbated, and what year, and... Oh. You okay. Know, before she, you know, got her hormones. I just have one more thing, or at least one more quick thing to say. And I don't want this to cause any fights or anything, but I just wanted to put this out there. Now, looking at your past with the relationship with Nate, where, you know, he hid and lied to you about the fact that he was married. Well, I was emotionally available. I'm not married. Or hide anything like your last two relationships did. You said in one relationship there was a lot of passion and a lot of love. Um, We had that as well. Yeah. From talking about your ex-husband, you mentioned you had to squint in order to uh, visually think he was some kind of movie star. Uh, For me, you said I was gorgeous at one point. I believe we had the emotional, the physical, and the mental passion. What you were lacking in all these other guys, we have. Or we had. Yeah. You mentioned in another podcast that you wanted a relationship just like your uh, grandmother and grandfather had. Where she was a hot-headed southern belle, which, you know, I can see you could be. And your grandfather was madly in love. We had that. We shared a lot of things that nobody else can possibly have in common. Which you can look at and see that we can never be bored with each other if you're worried about being bored or the passion dying. In the past, I watched you date other people and you said, well, Rob doesn't give me the time of day or or doesn't spend a lot of time with me. Well, I did. Then you come back to me and then your jealousy takes over and you decide you don't want this anymore and go out with somebody else who quotes Shakespeare poetry, but is lacking in other areas. I can quote Shakespeare as well, and I also have all these other things that you're looking for that other people were lacking in. So you seem to come back to me, and then another jealousy thing comes up, and then you leave. Then you go out with somebody that has a tantrum or something and you don't like certain aspects of his personality. And then you come back to me. 
So looking back at some of these podcasts and you talking about your aunt, or I don't know what you call her, but your your father or your stepmother, your father goes out and he finds somebody uh, that he really likes and then he comes back to um, your stepmother. And remember that conversation where um, she said, you don't know what love is and you're 13 or 14 and you tell her, you're stupid. Well, in this situation, I understand what your stepmother was going through, and I feel stupid because you come back and forth when, in the end, it seems like I have everything that you're looking for. I drove to you every day after work, spent two hours of driving from Cleveland to Columbus just to see you. Has your other relationships done that? No. But I sit here and wait and watch you go through all this relationship turmoil, so to say. But then I can also relate to your ex-husband, which every time that you leave or do something, I feel not good enough because your ex-husband always says, I'm sorry I'm not good enough for you. So I understand how they felt. But you understand that you get in your own way and prevent yourself from being in a good, healthy relationship that you deserve. I hope you truly understand what you walked away from. And it doesn't seem like your new relationship with this guy named Ryan is up to your standards, maybe. You said you like him, and he's a nice guy, but I kind of know what you're going through, and I'm sorry. You tend to run from issues that you can easily work out, but I hope you don't do that. And I hope you don't do what you did to me, to them. Yeah. Hmm. That's it. I don't have anything else. What? I got plenty of stuff. (laughs) And we can wrap it up for next time. Mm -hmm. I'll see you later. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.